Hey, welcome to a very special edition of Swan Flies Telling Lies. Actually, it's not nothing special. I just remember those episodes when we were growing up. A very special full house. <laughs> <laughs> Candace Parker does drugs. <laughs> or whatever the fuck her name was. I can't Candace remember. Cameron. Candace Parker is a basketball player. Anyways, um, today, well, last week, was it last week we did your favorite movie of all time yep we're doing my favorite slasher of all time so last on my episode on my podcast we did uh, which i posted halloween 1978 a lot, lot of fun, fun. Was... Jinky, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun we we really got uh got into a lot of things on that one it was really cool yeah it just kind of flew by too like i just randomly looked down and it said 41 minutes at the recording mark it's like man we better wrap it up soon and I still could have gone yeah, an hour or so. <laughs> yeah, I think we just we kind of had to wrap it up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to keep it under an hour. Well, we could have gone a lot longer. Which, um, the movie we're going to discuss is Scream. Came out, remember I said December 15th or December 20th? Mm-hmm. Came out December 20th, 1996. Wow, okay. Um, it, uh, it says, if you, if you guys remember, it, it was billed as a Wes Craven he was the director. Kevin Williamson wrote it. Some of you might remember Kevin Williamson also wrote Dawson's Creek. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, but not to get too much in the weeds on, on him. We'll get on back on track. He wrote this in... Uh, it's a horror movie. Uh, slasher, comedy. Kind of a spoof of other slashers before this, which had never been done at that point. Um... Did you know where he got this from was actual real killings? No, I didn't. I think it was in Gainesville, Florida. Some guy killed a bunch of uh, co-eds and then, and then was like working his way to like kill his dad or his mom and got, got arrested. And then in 19, he got arrested. He was doing the killings in 1990 and then got arrested, tried, convicted, and put to death by 1994. Holy shit, I didn't know that. So that's a short death row run. (laughs) But that's where he got the quote-unquote inspiration from. He came home, broke, barely making his last payments on his house or his car, and then said he walked into his house and got kind of scared because there was a window open and he didn't remember if he left it open or not. Oh, boy. And then he sat down, and like me and you and so many others, he is just a fan of... Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, uh, Evil Dead, mm-hmm. um, Friday the 13th, and just started writing and writing. And then in June of 95, uh, he brought it to his agent, and nobody thought they were going to 
They're like, yeah, well, we'll see what we could get. Put it out there, and all the big studio wigs started bidding heavy on it. Miramax, who owned, I don't know if Dimension Films is still a thing, but Miramax created the Dimension Studios for horror movies. And uh, they thought they needed it. They and they thought the script was nothing like they had ever seen at that point. So they bought the script for four hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. And um, at that point, he was calling the movie "Scary Movie." And um, no shit. Yeah, he was calling. He called it "Scary Movie." That's the title of it. And then, uh, and then, um, so this was June of '95. They didn't start shooting until April of 96, so there's all this stuff leading up to it. They're looking for a director. And then um, Wes Craven was turning it down, turning it down, turning it down, and then he came on board, and then the people at Miramax and Dimension were like, no, we're not going to put a film by Wes Craven. We're going to have our just a, a Joe Blow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then they were like, okay, man. Wes Craven's like, all right, I'm going to walk. And then as soon as he said that, everybody in the room kind of clenched their butt cheeks. Like, well, we need <laughs> Wes Craven for this, <laughs> you know? So they, do, yeah. they kicked in an extra $3 million and gave him what he wanted, <laughs> which was a smart move. Um, and then uh, Drew Barrymore got a hold of the script because it was going all over through Hollywood. And she read it. And was like, yeah, I want to be Sidney Prescott. And then uh, by the time they started filming, it was a little bit later than what they had originally thought. And a bunch of other things came up. And so Drew got with the studio and was like, because um, her name helped get the movie made. Like, it was just like, okay, we're getting Drew Barrymore and we're getting Wes Craven. You know, she's going to be Sidney Prescott. And then other things came up. And she's like, well, I still want to be part of it. But now I want to... I want to be the uh, the opening scene, the person who gets killed. And they're like, yeah, it's better than not having you in the film. <laughs> and at that point, nobody killed the, the biggest name. Yeah, exactly. Right? You could go back to Psycho, and that, that's what they reference, but you're an hour into the movie. And it, yeah, you kind of get lost in the story, and then all of a sudden, boom! Mm -hmm. She's gone. <laughs> it happened so which, quick. Yeah, and that was... A pretty big twist at that time. Yeah. So she said she still wanted to be a part of it. But she said, I, due to other things that came up, I got to do this. But could I do the opening scene? So they were like, nobody's going to expect this. Nobody. So they start filming. Um, they were um, on location, obviously. The Miramax... That, that was actually the deal breaker was uh, Miramax with uh, Wes Craven. Wes Craven's like, no, we're scouting and we're going to be just the north of uh, of San Francisco. This is wine country. This is, you know, this is the setting. And they're like, no, we're going to go to Vancouver. We're going to get a million dollars off. We're going to get a million dollar tax break. And that's when he's like, all right, man, I'm out. This is, this is an American movie. It needs to be filmed in America. The vision I have after I read his script was Northern California, wine country. We got these great views, this X, Y, and Z. And then that's when they're like, nope. And he's like, all right, man. And they're like, well, wait, we need you. <laughs> so they kept dragging him back? No, no, no. That, that, was, uh, that was the part of the story I forgot oh, at the beginning. Gotcha. So okay. it was because of Wes Craven, this movie was filmed. Just north of uh, San Francisco. Wow, that's awesome. That, and so that would be San Jose, I'm thinking. Uh, no, I forget what it. Was. I so it's it's in that neck of the woods. Yeah, cool. So we get to that, and then um, so all these other big names start coming on. Wes Craven. Before I guess we get into the meat of the movie, I'm just giving you a quick backdrop on it. Cool. Um, Wes Craven. There was uh. Rebecca Gayhart was trying to be the part in, um, she, she auditioned for Sidney Prescott. And she was of urban legend fame. Well, we'll get to that. Well, she was the Dorito girl fame at that point in time. 
1995. Holy shit, okay. Yeah, she was the Dorito Girl. And not only was she the Dorito Girl, she was just coming off of a, a short-lived run from a highly popular show called Beverly Hills 90210. She played Dylan McKay's girlfriend who got killed accidentally by her father's hitman. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> she auditioned, but Wes Craven had watched Party of Five and saw Nev Campbell and was like, this is the person that needs to be the star of this movie. And she didn't want to do it because she had just filmed The Craft and didn't want to do back-to-back horror movies. Heard that Wes Craven was like, "Mm, this is kind of for her. And I was like, maybe I should do it. Wes Craven wants me in a movie. I should probably be in his movie. (laughs) So she reread it after a few no's and then agreed to it. Uh And then, uh, and then uh, Skeet Ulrich got the part of her boyfriend. One, they were in the craft together. Yeah. And with all the movie references and A Nightmare on Elm Street, they thought he gave off a young Johnny Depp vibe. They really did. The hair yeah, and everything. everything and everything in uh, Scream. For sure. And and then um, and then uh, yeah. So that's just kind of. Where we're at, <laughs> and then, uh, and then you also have other big name, well, people who went on to become big stars like um, Jamie Kennedy. Um, who's the other guy, Stewie? Oh, David Arquette. He was already kind of a. He's from a big Hollywood family at that point. Yeah, Arquette. Um, they didn't want Courtney Cox because they thought she was too nice of a character on Friends. She auditioned and was just kind of like, look, I play Monica Geller on TV, who's really nice. I want to play a fucking bitch who <laughs> isn't liked by a lot of people. And they're like, well, maybe she can do it. <laughs> oh, man. And then, um, and then uh, Rose McGowan beat out, beat out um, some other big names, too. She played Sidney Prescott's best friend. Yep. And Rose McGowan also went on to become a big star. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll get to the get to the movie now. It's just kind of a quick. I say quick. I'm looking at it. It's almost eleven minutes. <laughs> um, so the opening scene, I love. It's what hooked me immediately. This, uh, like I said, this movie opened in December of. December 20th of 1996, uh, Wes Craven was like, you don't put a horror movie in Christmas right smack in the middle of Christmas season. Bob Weinstein was like, no, that's the perfect time because horror movie fans feel like they don't have anything to watch during Christmas. And they kind of fought on that, but Wes Craven lost because it wasn't his decision. He wanted it released right before Halloween. In the thick of it, you know, late September, early October. And then he laughed because this movie up until last year's Halloween 2018, 2019, this movie was the highest grossing horror movie of all time. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Slow burn. Yeah, Uh, I was going to say this one didn't catch on right away. It it had it made like six point two million first weekend. Made the exact same amount for the next two to three weeks. And then in early 97, it went up to 10 million and then just kept building and building. This movie stayed in the theater for seven and a half months. Holy shit. Like when they pulled it, it came out in July of 97. That's when it got released on VHS. So right up until it came out on VHS, they kept it in the theater because it was making so much money. Anyways, the opening scene. You hear a phone ring and then you hear a bunch of screams and then you see the title Scream. Yep. Um, it was supposed to say Scary Movie. The Weinsteins, they were, um, his brother was listening and saw a Michael Jackson video called Scream with his sister that came out in 95. Mm-hmm. And they were filming, they were getting ready to go in pre-production for this and he said, Scary Movie, I don't like that title. Scream, this, that's what this needs to be called. <laughs> And they fought and fought and fought. And then they're like, hey, we lost because they owned it. 
He's like, turns out we were all wrong and the two brothers were right. It needed to be called Scream. <laughs> and it worked out perfectly. Yeah. I mean, Scary Movie came out a lot later and that was just a fucking parody. Well, yeah, we don't, I don't want to get in on... No, we won't go off on that one, but it was... Um, but, so, they, they, that's where they got the title was from the Michael Jackson song, Scream, which is a perfect title for a horror movie. So the opening sequence, you hear a phone ring... And then just a bunch of screaming, and then the word scream comes on. Phone rings, Drew Barrymore is right there. Yep. First person you see is the biggest name on the bill. Hello. <laughs> and when you see the movie, you're thinking, man, this, she's going to be the last girl. She's going to be the survivor. She's going to be the final girl. Yeah, exactly. Um, which doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they do it in such a spectacular way. It was amazing to see the first 13 minutes are gold. <laughs> yeah. And the killer calls her on the phone and says, you like watching scary movies? Well, he starts talking before he gets to that. And he's talking to her. And then um, they have this, she's like, oh. He's like, oh, sorry, wrong number. It happens, hangs up. Then the scene cuts. And then you just see the moon. And then you kind of hear the crickets, and then it goes back inside, and the phone rings again, and she says, hello. And then um, I said, hey, sorry, I called the wrong number. It's like, well, why'd you call it again? Yep. <laughs> and they start having this little conversation that... I even though, to apologize. Yeah, and then, um, <laughs> which at the time, you kind of get lost in the movie. Yeah. So they're having this little back and forth talk, and then... Um, and uh, talking about how nice of a night it was and what your plan. She's like, oh, I rented a videotape. It's <laughs> like, what are you going to watch? Or he's like, I'm making popcorn. It's like, I only have popcorn when I'm at the movies. Like, yeah, I rented a movie. It's like, which one is it? Oh, it's a scary movie. And he's like, ooh, I like that. And, th and, and then um, she is, now she's kind of just opening up and flirting with the guy. Yep. And then... um. And then she's like, you got a boyfriend? And he said, why? You want to watch a movie with me? And then they start talking and talking. And she's walking around. And which, I, this part always catches my eye. And it's probably not what you think. It's the fucking popcorn that's on the stove. Always catches my eye. Um, I went camping with my dad for a weekend on the sunset. The and, Jiffy Pop. And uh, yeah, we had that. And he had a stove. And the stove didn't get hot enough to cook the popcorn, so we just had hot seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and we told my mom when we came back, and she couldn't stop laughing. And my dad said, you better just go get some for Bruce. He was pretty disappointed. <laughs> so even now, I still look at that. And you don't know it's Jiffy Pop, but you know it's Jiffy Pop. <laughs> yeah. That's so anyways, what we grew up with. Yeah, so I'm just like, holy shit, I'm still watching this. I'm, I'm, every time I watch it, because I only watch it once a year now, I save it. I love it so much, I just want to watch it one time a year, and it's always in October. <laughs> and this is really cool, because you love this movie the way I love Halloween. Yeah, and then, that that with the way that the guy wrote it, there are so many direct references to Halloween throughout the movie. And a lot of other movies. Too. Yeah, yeah. So we get to this, and then um, he asks her. Uh, he asks her a question that kind of stops her in her tracks. She's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Why do you want to know my name?" And he said, "Well, I want to know who I'm looking at." And then, like the whole scene, you're just like, Ooh. "Everything comes to a screeching halt." <laughs> like, what? What did you say? <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was like, "Then you're instantly you're looking out the windows. You're like, holy shit." You're watching the TV and you're looking to see if you can see anything in the, yeah. the windows. <laughs> but you don't see anything. Yep. And then he said, I want to know who I'm talking to. So that's not what you said. What did I say? What do you think I said? <laughs> I got to go. Well, I thought we were going to watch a movie. <laughs> and then, he hang, then she hangs up on him again. And she's walking. And then the phone rings. And then... um. He's like, I thought we were going to play. And then she hangs up again. Then the phone rings. And then she gets mad. And then he says, or then she says to him, listen, asshole. And then immediately says, listen, you little bitch. And it's like, holy fuck. 
Well, that's what really hooks you into the movie. Yeah, yeah and this is all the opening scene. Yep. All the opening scene. You hang up on me again. I'll cut you like a fish. Understand. Yeah. Blondie. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just at this point, she's crying. She's mm-hmm. scared. And then um, he asked her, she asked what he wants. He said, I want to play a game. And then uh, she starts crying and says, her boyfriend's going to show up and say, I thought you didn't have a boyfriend. And she's crying even harder. And she's like, I do. And I lied. <laughs> he's like, he's big and he plays football and he kicked the shit out of you. And then he said, his name wouldn't be Steve, would it? Turn on the Turn on the porch light. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and then you see her boyfriend duct taped to the seat. Yep. And it's like, oh, and he's beat the fuck up. Yep. He's all the guys are bloody. <laughs> yeah. So, this opening scene, the, the scene that we see now, on the unrated version, if they had shown that in the theater, they would have gotten an NC-17. This wasn't in the theater version? Nope. Oh, shit. Nope. I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't either. By the time we saw it, it was unrated on VHS, so we saw the guts out. You don't see that in the theater version. Holy shit, I didn't know this. Yeah. And then um, Wes Craven was pissed and was just like, no, no. But they wouldn't budge off of it, and then they didn't cut it. And then he called the Weinsteins, and then the Weinsteins were like, look, this is a comedy. This is a spoof with some scary things. Caused them to look at the movie a different way. Said, okay, tell Wes we'll give him his R rating. Wow. So, opening scene happens. Steve's tied up. And then, this got me the first time I watched it. And I'm a horror fanatic. Need you to tell me what you what you initially said. He said, okay. Name the killer in Friday the 13th. She immediately... <laughs> and I was sitting with my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, Jason. And then she says, Jason, Jason. He said, that's the wrong answer. I was like, what? And I was like, no, no. And she was just like, (laughs) pointing to for me, kind of like, you you talk too much anyways. (laughs) You know? I was like, it's Jason. It's Jason. And like, I'm just so into this movie. That's not... He asked Friday the 13th. He didn't say... He didn't say which Friday the 13th. Well, no, no, no. He, He did. He just didn't... He just said Friday the 13th, which if you're not fucking wound up like a fucking string and you're not being threatened you would be like okay and then he was like that's bullshit i watched that movie 20 fucking times and then she says and then he says then you should know that mrs Voorhees is the killer jason wasn't introduced until the second one and then she cries and she's like you tricked me which and i was like ah oh, i knew that and she was she just went like this <laughs> Pointing at the screen. Pointing at the screen. I talk a lot. That's why I got a podcast. And then uh, and she's like, what's going to happen? And he said, oh, you get another chance, but poor Steve is out. And then you hear, Ugh, uh. And then they cut back to Steve, and he's been gutted. Literally. His guts are spilling out across his lap. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then, actually, I, I, I fucked up. He said, I'm going to give you a... Um, I'm going to ask you a question, you know. You said you like scary movies. Who's the, what's the name of the killer in Halloween? And then yep. she's crying. She says, Michael. Michael Myers. And he said, that's it. That's the right answer. And then um, and then that's when he says, now, now come the real questions. <clears throat> and so he hooked her with Michael Myers and got her with fucking Mrs. Voorhees. She, she kept saying, no, no, no. Yeah. He said, but you're doing so well. Yeah. And then, uh, so, he's, he's like, bonus round. And she's like, no, I don't want to play. He's like, what door am I at? And she's like, I can't. And, he, and then he says, it's your life, Blondie. And then a door fucking, a chair flies through the window. And then you just, the soundtrack is just like, it, it adds to everything, man. It's like fucking adding perfect seasoning to a great flaming young at this point. Exactly. And then... Just like we talked about with Halloween, yeah. it, the score hits it so <coughs> perfectly. And then uh, she gets out, she locks the doors, she gets outside, and you're like, okay, run the fuck away from the house. She doesn't run from the house, though. She's keeping, she keeps trying to dial, and then she turns around and looks, 
And then you see the killer, and he slams his head through the window, and he's wearing a ghost face mask, yep. which we know now is ghost face. Yep. But I digress. Grabs her. You see her parents coming down the road, and like, holy shit. I almost thought they were going to kill Drew Barrymore when we first seen for a second. <laughs> Ooh, we good, Drew. Shit, girl, you're going to be here a while. See, I was in the same spot. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> And then the music, drum, 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 and you see the car, I'm like, oh, there they are. Then you see the car pull up, like, whoo, shit, you good, Drew? Man, we're going to be in this together. We're going to live through this, man. We're going to find the man that killed your boyfriend. And then she starts running, and the car pulls up, and the motherfucker catches her. Yep, from behind. Catches her from behind, stabs her in the chest, falls down, and then the scene cuts. It's like, okay, she's not dead. Then they cut back. The killer's on top of her. She fucking hits the knife. And you're like, holy fuck. I've never seen anybody <laughs> immediately get stabbed in the neck. Yep. And you're like, oh no. Then you could just hear her. <sighs> she gets up. Hits him off of her. And you're like, maybe she going to be a mutant in this movie? <laughs> You're still pulling for her at this point. Drew, we got this, man. We're going to find this man, me and you. And then she doesn't get away. Mm, yep, he finishes her off. <laughs> Pulls the mask off, but we don't see the reveal, which is awesome. Yep. And as the mask comes off, they cut the camera away where you can't see shit. Mm -mm. Which is genius. Crazy. Yeah. And then um, her parents come in, popcorn's burning. Busted ass window, grab the phone, can't call because Drew's on the phone. And then, what does the dad say to the mom? It's a direct tie to what was almost said verbatim in Halloween. Now you got me on the spot, I can't remember. Go down to the McKenzie's and yes. call the cops. Go down to the McKenzie's house. Call the police. Yeah. She turns <laughs> around and screams. And at this point, Drew had been hung from a tree branch. Yep. Gutted like a fish. Yep. Guts hanging out. Guts falling. And then she screams. And then in the theatrical version, it just does a quick a quick zoom in to, to Drew. Yeah. Unrated one, it goes in on her and you could see it. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah, it got pretty graphic with the unrated, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I got the Blu-ray. And then, uh, <clears throat> then that's the opening scene. Yep. And that just, from then on, I was just like, holy fuck. And I was just doing the arm nudge to the girl. I was like, you fucking believe they killed her already, man? <laughs> She's like, I'm watching it with you. <laughs> I know, but did you, could you believe it? <laughs> this movie has so many uh, cool little nods to all the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet the other players, and then I uh, meet Skeet Ulrich, meet Jamie Kennedy, Rose meet McGowan. Rose McGowan. Uh, What's the tall, shaggy dude guy? That's the guy I was asking you about earlier. Um, I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> Look him up really quick. <laughs> uh, hang on a second, folks. Oh, he's, yeah. What the fuck was his name? <laughs> You're gonna be people calling your podcast, motherfucker. This is his name. <laughs> yeah, isn't he a genius? Matt Lillard. Matt Lillard. He got the part by accident. His girlfriend was on on the movie a lot, but not even for this movie. Really? Yeah, his girlfriend was auditioning for like a TV show or a movie. They saw him, and they started talking. They're like. You need to audition for this movie. And he's like, I never, what? No, okay. And that's how we got the part. Wow. Anyways, so we meet them. And then um, more killings happen. Principal gets killed. The principal played by... Fonzie. The Fonz himself, which is freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. I love, love Henry Winkler. Yeah. And then... Uh, excuse me. Um... And really quick, too, before we run out of time here, just because we're at a half hour now, almost. <laughs> um, the killer calls Sydney Prescott, wakes her up from a nap after school. 
And then she thinks it's she thinks it's her friend. She thinks it's Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, Randy. Yeah, she's like, Randy, come on. Because he's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And at those points, you're thinking, oh, shit, it's happening again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know the voice. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Hello, so then she thinks it's Randy because Randy's just this horror movie nerd like who would ask, yeah, who would ask <laughs> something like that. And she's like, those movies are stupid anyways. And the killer asks why. He's like, because the the girl, the girl's stupid, runs upstairs when she should be running out the front door. It's insulting. Yep. And what happens immediately after she says this? <laughs> well, she finds the front door is locked. Yeah. And she has to run upstairs. Because she, he, he's like, he asks her the question and she calls. She's like, yeah, you're standing outside. I'm calling your bluff. What am I doing? She's got her finger up her nose. What am I doing? <laughs> Randy, whatever. And he said, do you want to die like your whore mother? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole fucking scene changes. Everything gets super yeah. serious real quick. And it's just like, what the fuck? Ghostface pops out. She runs upstairs right after she says it's insulting that someone would do that. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's gold, though. Yeah, it is. It's just amazing. The way they put the movie together really keeps you guessing mm -hmm. because they have so many, uh, like I said, so many nods to other great classics. And it's a whodunit. Yeah, Spoof. and it keeps you guessing all the way to the very end. Yeah, so her boyfriend comes in through the window. A cellular phone, not a cell phone, a yeah. cellular phone. Cellularized telephone. Cellular phone. What do you do with a cellular phone, Billy? Everybody has them, Sheriff. And then, um, so immediately, like, holy shit, he's the killer. Because he's looking guilty, yeah. looking at the door. He gets arrested, and then the phone call happens again. He was right there. Yeah, and he was in jail, so it couldn't have been him. They let him out. And then uh, the principal gets killed. So after he cancels school... And then there's a nine o'clock curfew. Um, it's just, it's fucking crazy, man. The whole thing, there's references within references, like uh, when she has to hide in the bathroom because there's girls in there because she hears them talking about her. Yeah. <laughs> she, one of those cheerleaders to boot. Yeah, one cheerleader and her friend. And then um, that scene right there, uh, Kevin Williamson was like, yeah, we got to take it out. It doesn't do anything. And it reminded me of Carrie. And then uh, Wes Craven's like, that's actually one of my favorite scenes. You need to leave that in. And Kevin Williamson's like, well, first time I'm writing, I get to work with my hero. And he tells me that this scene makes the movie. I'm like, I need to leave it in the movie. Fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but it also kind of, didn't they do something like that in Prom Night? And uh, my bloody Valentine, mm -hmm. just yeah. Um. So we get the. You think every literally you watch the trailer for it, and Randy screams, "Everybody's a suspect! Everybody is a suspect!" They show the sheriff shoes, and it's the same shoes the killer's wearing. Exactly. And then the and I didn't see that until you pointed that out. Actually. Yeah. And then so you think it could be the sheriff. You think it's Billy. Billy Loomis. Where's the Loomis name come from? That's Dr. Samuel Loomis, who also got his name from the movie Psycho. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was actually... I think it was actually Dr. Samuel Loomis in that one. Yeah. So we got Billy Loomis in this one. Yep. There's another reference to Halloween and Psycho. We got... Go down the McKenzie's, which is a direct quote from Halloween. Yep. They reference, uh, I forgot to say, <clears throat> they reference A Nightmare on Elm Street in the opening scene. And they also reference, um, just after the opening scene, um, Psycho. Yeah. We all go a little crazy sometimes. No, that's at the very end. No, it was actually in, toward no. the beginning. No. He talks about it at the end, but he, he also said that to Sydney when he was up in her window. It was uh, right before he shoots Randy when he closes the door. He's like, 
you gotta, gotta lock him out. He's gone mad. And then Billy says, we all go a little mad sometimes. Boom, and he shoots him. But anyways, we're not here yet. Um, but there's so many references. Drew Barrymore, which Wes Craven wasn't happy it was in there, but they left it in there because they thought it was funny. They're like, oh, is that the guy with knives for fingers? They said, yeah. Then Drew said, yeah. The first one was great, but the rest sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was right, too. <laughs> yeah. Part but, two I liked, but they said that was the gayest horror movie ever mm-hmm. made, and we're not going to get into that. Yeah. And then um, there's just so many different... Um, then all these kills start happening. Uh, at this point, it's just like, I wonder who's killing these people. The fucking Rose McGowan gets killed, which I, at the time, and I still don't like her kill. I never liked her kill scene in that. It just, it didn't seem, uh, it didn't seem to fit the rest of the story. It's a bit of a stretch too. You yeah. Know, you know, she's a tiny, a tiny human. That door wouldn't lift with her. No. <laughs> and, uh, and and I was watching it intently this morning, and first she's halfway through, and then it just looks like it elongates her neck, and that's what kills her. I'm like, yeah, I still don't like it. Yeah. It just it didn't seem to fit the rest of the movie, though. And she thought it was Randy, too. Yep. Still so, saying Randy. Yeah, it's like, all right, Randy, you know. And then... um. They were having issues because Wes was like, how how am I going to get these regular players, what they're called, the, the extras, yeah. how am I going to get these guys gone so the killing could happen and we could wrap up the movie? <clears throat> they call back to Fonzie getting killed. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows until the party. Then the kids hear it. The kids freak out because they got expelled by Fonzie. That's why all those people get up and leave. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Then all the killings started happening. But he starts referencing. They're like, why is Jamie Foxx in all these movies? <laughs> or no, uh, Jamie uh, Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yes. She's, like, She's the scream queen. And I love that part because she truly was the scream queen. Halloween. Halloween. Was she in Halloween too? Yes. And also The Fog. But It but was Halloween, Halloween, The Fog, Terror Train, and Halloween too. Prom night. Then prom night, yeah. But they only mention... They only mention... Because um, she's obviously obviously here on Halloween, which is playing in the background now. Yep. And it starts lining up with each scene. Yep. So we get the Halloween score in Scream. Yep. Which and is I amazing. Love that. <laughs> and uh, they're like, yeah, she's in Terror Train. And Randy is like, the police got it all wrong. There's a very simple formula Please just watch prom night. They would solve this. <laughs> Everybody is a suspect. Yeah. And then... Uh, Sydney has sex, which you can't do. Which What are the three rules? Do you remember them? No sex. And then everybody throws popcorn and beer at him. Yeah. He's yeah. like, no, big no-no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they talk about that a lot for and, the making of Halloween. And then I said, no sex, no drugs. And then they all hold up their beer and they got <laughs> drugs. Like, And the third and most important rule is, when you get up, you never say, I'll, I'll be, be right, right back. Because you won't be. And he said, anybody want a beer? Yeah, I'll be right back. And then what Drandy says happens. Yep. Do you know what he says? I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. No. <laughs> Which... That happens. Yeah, it did. And shit. So, yeah. So Simplicity it, is, yeah. is key. And then um, he's all fucked up, drunk, way, way too into the Halloween movie. Like, turn around, Jamie. Yep. Turn around. Ghostface <laughs> is behind him. And you're like, oh, my God, the fucking irony of the situation. Turn the fuck around, Randy. And he doesn't turn around. And he's just about to get stabbed in the head, and then he hears a scream, which is Sydney, and he goes back to chasing her. <sighs> it's just awesome. See, that scene actually really reminded me of uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. There was a guy in there, I can't remember the name of him right now, but he was sitting there watching this old school silent porno. <coughs> he had it on the screen and the projector. 
And he was, you know, talking to the screen and laughing away, smoking a joint. Yeah. And as he's sitting there watching this, he gets yeah. stabbed in the back of the head with a knife. Couldn't see it. Yep. Um, so he doesn't die. Randy doesn't die. No. Killer goes out, chases, cuts Kenny, the cameraman's neck. Um, goes, they go back into the house. <laughs> and then um, Randy <laughs> and Matthew Lillard come storming out like, It's Stu, it's Stu, he gone mad. And, and then um, they try getting in, but Sydney doesn't let either of them in. Randy's still out there. Let me in, let me in. Stu did it. Stu killed him. Stu killed her. Stu killed her. He's gone crazy. And then Billy Loomis is alive still. <laughs> Which I guess we kind of skipped over, but whatever. Yeah, all through the movie, though, you hear Randy talking about Billy Loomis is the killer. Yeah. He's saying that over and over, Billy Loomis is the killer. Look at that. Look at that. He's in bad taste. Would you be standing in the serial killer section when you've been accused of killing exactly. your girlfriend? <laughs> um, sorry, we're kind of all over the place, but yeah. So Billy Loomis is alive. Comes down. All you just and I noticed that you, not until after you don't see the, the penetration of the, the the after effects. And then um, she's like, "Just give me gun. Give me the gun." He's like, "Don't." And she doesn't want Randy to come in. She doesn't trust anybody at this point except for Billy. Shockingly, no, no. Just give me gun. Just give me the gun. Randy comes flying in. It's Stu. It's Stu. Stu did it. He's gone mad. And then he turns around and he said, we all go a little mad sometimes. And then he, oh, fuck. Boom. And he shoots him. Yep. And then he scratches his head. Anthony Perkins, psycho. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually did re reference that toward the beginning of the movie, though, too. How come I don't remember that then? It was when they were in the window talking just before her dad came in. He... He was talking about that part. He, no, he was talking about The Exorcist. No, he was talking about uh, Psycho. Because he, when he said, um, you know, I was thinking. It got me thinking about us. And he's like, what's that? He's like, oh, The Exorcist was on, but it was the PG version. All the good parts were edited out. It <laughs> 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 got me thinking. We were on our way, PG-13, on our way to Hard R. <laughs> You know, maybe on our way to an NC seventeen. Yeah, which is crazy because that's what they got. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so he shoots Randy. Like, kind of liked Randy. God damn it. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, Randy was my hero because yeah. Randy was just like me. He was yeah. that that horror fanatic. Mm -hmm. And and then um, so the reveal like, holy shit, Billy's been the killer the whole time. Wasn't even crazy stew. She turns around, crying that it's Billy, and then he pulls out a voice changer and he says, Surprise, Sydney. Yeah. And you're like, holy fuck, there's two killers, man. <laughs> Which blew my mind. That, that threw everybody for such a loop. And it messed a lot of people up. Like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Yeah. What the hell's going on here? And then uh, while Kevin Williamson was writing it, it was... They didn't have a motive. But then, well, the abandonment issue, and everybody was split down the middle. Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson were like, well, we got two killers. We could do both. Kevin Williamson told him that, and Wes Craven said, I like that. I've never thought of that before. <laughs> so that's how we got. Stu was like peer pressure. <laughs> yep. And then a crazy scene. Um, the other thing is that they were both just totally obsessed with Horror movies. horror movies. Yeah. Which the tagline of the movie is someone took their love of scary movies one step too far. <laughs> and see, I love scary movies, yeah. but I'm not, not going to do like that. that. <laughs> and uh, so it was just um, they start stabbing each other. They, they're going to frame the dad. Yep. Um, and then um, Courtney Cox didn't die in the car wreck. Which I got to go back to really quick, which still gets me mad. She's not driving very far, so she doesn't have enough. It doesn't make sense. She can't be driving that fast to how far she flew when they show her. Nev Campbell comes oh, out, tries yeah. to stop her. She overcorrects and punches it. Yeah. Whatever. And then uh, 
Got to suspend disbelief. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then um, Drew Barrymore escapes. Oh, no, sorry, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Sidney Prescott escapes with their dad. And the phone rings. And um, she's using the voice. <laughs> voice disguiser, right? Yep. And then uh, calls the cops. And then Billy freaks out. You fucking whore, you stupid bitch. And he's stabbing the couch pillows, looking around, and she pops out and fucking stabs him with an umbrella right in the chest. Yep. And she fights Stu and ends up killing him with the TV. God, that was brutal, too. Which but I the, guess... the part that cracked me up was when she said, I called the police. Stu, he starts crying. Mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Well, he said, did you really call the cops? Yes, do. And then he that's when, because he's like, did you really call the cops, Sid? <laughs> like, yeah, they're on their way. And then he starts crying. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, holy fuck, man. <laughs> man, and, this guy really could not have masterminded the whole thing. <clears throat> well, he's a follower. Yeah, exactly. TV drops on him and you hear, yeah, this is weird. That was just that's weird. a wicked way to, yeah. wicked way to go. And then um, kills Billy. And then there's gonna be one more scream. This is not my movie. Boom, puts one in the head. Movie's over. Go home happy. Then you're just like my mind was just blown. I watched it over and over and over and over and over. And you. Still, still watch it religiously once a year, which... Every October, I just had, uh... doesn't keep it fresh, but I don't wear it out. I wore it out from 97 till 2000. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, you're you're such a fan of this movie. Yeah. It's like the way I am with Halloween. Yeah. I could watch this over and over and over and over. Yeah. But, you know, this is this is your movie. This yeah. Is... <laughs> and, um... It's a great movie. I've always been this close to dressing up as Billy Loomis, but I don't I don't have a, a girl to dress up as Sidney Prescott. <laughs> Which is fine. I'll eventually do that, but I was like, oh, I need to dress up as Billy Loomis, get the white shirt, grow my hair out, get the blood, blood on the neck. The carol syrup everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Corn syrup. That's what they used for pig's blood and carry. Yep. <laughs> and he that's another horror reference. Yep. Oh, they reference uh, everything. Throughout this entire movie, they keep giving these different nods and these different ways to all of these, uh, not just slasher films, but yeah. the paranormals like Exorcist. Like, mm-hmm. uh, man, there was a lot. There's just the, too many to count. But Just off the top of my head, first thing they reference is Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. Prom Night. Huh? Prom Night. Uh, when they get later on in the movie, that's when they reference it. Friday the 13th. Yeah, so let's see. Instantly, it's Michael yeah, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth. Those are referenced within the first thirteen minutes of this movie. Yeah. Then you get Prom Night. Then you get Psycho. <laughs> and then there's one more. It's an older classic. They remade it, or kind of a sequel in 2014. Last House. No. no. Sydney. Her best friend and Deputy Dewey are walking. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Scary movie. <laughs> no? No. Sydney says, geez, like the town that the town that oh, dreaded sundown. The town that dreaded sundown, yes. She's like, this is like the town that dreaded sundown. And, and then Dewey says, hey, I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was that Texas guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, which is crazy because they referenced that movie two more times because you only see the killer... In that movie, you only see his feet, which are black shoes, which is what the Scream Killer had. Actually, he was wearing a burlap sack over his head. Well, I just, they show his shoes, and then at the end of the movie, when he goes to watch the movie on what he did, he's going to watch his own movie, and he has those black shoes on, like the killer in Scream. <laughs> and the sheriff. It's a lot of fucking movies. And they, they made a lot of other references, too, and I can't name them all off the top of my head, because... Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in this movie. There is. Um, if you're a horror fanatic like Bruce and I, then yeah, yeah you'll, you'll catch most of it. <laughs> Check it out. Watch it. If you've never seen it, 
I suggest you watch it because it really is a good movie. Great soundtrack. Great 90s soundtrack. This one was the first of its kind, really, and it really mm-hmm. spawned a lot of... Uh, well, let's take a look at that since we got through the movie. The first one, Scream 2, but also in 1997, is I Know What You Did Last Summer. 97 was also H2O, right? Nope, that was 98. Oh, okay. Which, the opening scene is a ripoff of Scream. So yes. there's three. Then you get I Know What You Did Last Summer 2. Then you get Urban Legend. Then you get Valentine. And then you get Scream 3. Those are just seven right off the top of my head. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Anyways. The uh, list goes on and on. Yeah. Give it a 10 out of 10 chainsaws. <laughs> We're going by a 10 chainsaws? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, personally, I, I'm going to a nine, but yeah. Mm, you got to go kicking you out of your own house. <laughs> <laughs> this one was not the the pinnacle for me, but... Was for me. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You love this movie the way I love Halloween, so yeah, I can totally appreciate it, man. I tried getting the uh, ghost face costume in 97, but... That shit had been sold out. <laughs> well, not only that, it's just... Didn't have the accessibility as we do now. Yeah. So I couldn't get it. <laughs> this was actually before cell phones became an everyday thing. They were cellular phones. They were a cellular phone. <laughs> <laughs> This was long before uh, everybody had one. Yeah. You still had to have the little pack, you mm-hmm. know, with the, the base, the charging base, and the actual Well, those headset. were for car phones. That's what Ira Senior had. But, but you also had the, the portable ones like that, that oh. were the same thing. Because the one Billy Loomis had was just a big, big cellular phone about this big that they Looked had. Looked like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the ones, some of them, if you wanted them, you could have the leather case and then the antenna for a booster on your truck like Ira Sr. did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still haven't dressed it up, dressed up as Ghostface. I see it out at Walmart, like I should just buy the costume. <laughs> That's always a good one, though. Yeah, just have it on hand. Yep. Fun movie. Love the movie. Very cool, man. Hey. It's been great. I mean, this is always a blast <laughs> yeah. being on your show, man. Yeah. I really do appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks for coming on and discussing my literally is... favorite scary movie. <laughs> so, like, Ghostface called me up and asked me what my favorite scary movie is. I'd be you, yours, <laughs> motherfucker. Come on, man. <laughs> you listen to my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you got to come on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we'll get into the spoofs and everything later on at another time. But this one, I just wanted the laser focus on... Yep. This. And I really do appreciate it because, you know, we did the same thing with my, my show, which was yeah. awesome. And I fucking love that episode. So, we did a, a badass recording of Halloween. Yeah. And if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's perfect. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening and watch Scream and enjoy it for the hundredth time or watch it and love it for the first time. <laughs> exactly. Get out there and watch it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Later. 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 Hey.